0: Welcome back to Sweet 1111. I'm Sienna Grady, joined here with my good friend,
1: Daniel Schmidt, Assistant News Editor.
0: Today, we are going to go over all things Alabama midterm election. Um, As we know, yesterday, November 8th, sorry, I almost forgot what the date was supposed to be for Election Day. Um, November 8th was the midterm election day, and that had some pretty big uh, results came in. Um, And I'm going to get it over to Daniel to talk about what the results were in the state of Alabama.
1: All right, so last night, um, as expected, huge night for Republicans. I mean, it is Alabama, of course. Um, beginning with the governorship, um, Kay Ivey was matched up against Yolanda Flowers as a Democrat. K. I. V. Ivey ran away with it, um, won 66.9%, you know, almost 67% of the vote. Um, not much of a contest there. As for the Senate, Katie Britt, Republican, defeated Will Boyd, the Democrat, with 66.6% of the vote. A couple things about Katie Britt. In a state not really known for rocking the boat in politics, Um, she's the youngest uh, female Republican senator ever elected, Um, the first woman elected to be senator in Alabama, and is currently the only female Republican senator with school-aged children. So um, a lot of firsts last night when it comes to Katie Britt. And then in District 3...
0: Which is where Auburn actually is. Yes, if anyone is doesn't where. know, District 3 for the House of Representatives is Auburn's district.
1: And then, of course, uh, Mike Rogers, the Republican, defeated Lynn Vz the Democrat, with 71.2% of the vote. So, again, um, not very competitive in some of those statewide and, and federal elections. Um, locally, former Auburn City Councilman Jay Hovey um, defeated... The Democrat, Sherry Reese, 70.3% of the vote. Um, So, again, not very competitive there. Jay Hovey will now represent District 27 in the Alabama Senate. So, not much, kind of deviated from what everyone expected.
0: (laughs) So, basically, all of these results that came in that Dan just talked about, there's not going to be a lot of change, I don't think, here in the state of Alabama. It's pretty consistent. We're not known for being a swing state by any means, you know, very strong red state. Um, Kay Ivey is still governor, so we're still going to have her up. Her commercials, shooting guns, and uh, her policies and everything, so.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Alabama's not really known for ever rocking the boat politically. You know what you're going to get here. Um, but that's just kind of how politics go. Yeah. I guess sometimes you get what you get.
0: And Daniel was actually there live um, as a reporter last night with some, like, really fancy people. So, like, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so um, I was at Katie Britt's watch party in Montgomery at the the alley. I thought it was a great time. Um, obviously, with her being a U.S. Senate candidate, no expense was spared. It didn't last nearly as long as I thought. Obviously, they called the race, I think, maybe at 7.02 p.m. I mean, it was just right after polls had closed, so... Party didn't go on that long, but everyone that was there had a great time while they were there. That's awesome.
0: So, and I'm really excited about that. Like as, as a younger woman, I really look up to the fact that she is the first Republican senator in the state of Alabama. I just think that's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Alabama has a, a long history of, of um, sending old white men to the Senate, so this is definitely kind of a shakeup, so to speak. Substantially, I don't think many things are going to change because, again, you know, her politics are in line with most, if not all, of her predecessors. It is a breath of fresh air. And so I think one of the main reasons why she got elected is, I mean, if you go back all the way to the primaries, I mean, at one point she was pointing like two percent in the primary field, which normally in, you know, especially Alabama politics, that's kind of a death spell. You know, like you're really not coming back from that. I think one thing that that definitely helps her again. This isn't um, proven. This is just my speculation. um, That she's younger. She's a mother, and I think when you've seen, you know, especially when it came to COVID shutdowns, how a lot of people began getting involved at school board meetings and school. I think that definitely helped propel her, you know, to win the primary. Then ultimately the general election but again i I just think it was um a breath of fresh air i mean she was unique um from the rest of the pack and i think in the end traditionally which has been a hindrance to a lot of people in politics i think definitely kind of gave her a leg up over
0: i i agree i think that she like you said is a breath of fresh air and she's very representative of a lot of the population in the state of Alabama. Like you said, she is a mother. And she, she although has a lot of the same values as her predecessors, she will offer a new perspective, even if her policies are very similar. Just having someone that understands what it's like to really be a mother. Like, she has a foot in the door with... Um, education because she's got kids that are going to be in school, and there's other people that are hold of these positions in office, and they don't have young kids that are going through the education system right now. And um, so she, I think that she'll just add a new a new perspective um to Alabama politics.
1: Yeah, for sure. And elections, you know, for offices weren't the only thing that happened. Um, obviously, we had a lot of amendments to the state constitution that came up last night. One. Particularly important to Auburn specifically was Amendment 1, better known as Anaya's Law, which um, it was passed uh, last night as well. Um, And for those
0: that don't know the story of Anaya Blanchard, um, she was abducted here in Auburn, Um, what was it, 2019? 2019? Yeah, I believe, it, don't call me on that, I think it was about 2019, it was at a gas station here in Auburn, and her body was found, um, and it was really, it really shook the entire community. Like, as, as, a, as a young small woman, like, hearing that story, it did really shake it, um, and so we have this amendment that, Amendment, two, uh, amendment 1, called the Anaya's election. Law, yeah, yeah, Anaya's Law,
1: well, and, and the main thing why this was brought up, and it had you know more than 90 um, state representatives sign on to it, um, was the fact that her kidnapper and ultimate killer, he had a history of um, committing violent crimes. And to my knowledge, he was out on bail for committing a violent crime at the time. And so what um, Amendment 1 does is that it gives uh, prosecutors and judges a little bit more leeway in denying bail to people that have a history of committing violent crimes. Um, and again, that's why it was named after Anaya Blanchard.
0: And I think that's just such a positive, like that that was a big stride for the Auburn area as a whole, um, especially because, you know, being on a college campus, there's a lot of vulnerable women around. And I think that there are a lot of people that are gonna be kept in, in bars, um, like behind bars that would would be dangerous to a lot of um, college students. So, I mean, I'm really excited about that one. That was really ex- really big. And um, moving on from that, what's it? Um, what are some other amendments that got passed uh, yesterday?
1: Um, amendment two, which um, pretty much supports an expansion of broadband infrastructure. Because as we know, um, when it comes to internet access, especially that high-speed broadband, um, Alabama lags behind a lot of the rest of the country. Um, and this kind of aims at correcting that, so to speak. Um, and then Amendment 10, which a procedural item, I guess you could say, like it just means that all the amendments that were passed will be um, guaranteed adopted into the state's new constitution when it's you know, ratified.
0: And I know that yesterday you interviewed a lot of people. So can you tell us a little bit about your interviews?
1: Yeah, so um, when I was at the Boykin Community Center... Um, I interviewed two ladies, uh, Ruth Stays and uh, Adela Doudwell, and just kind of about why they wanted to come out and vote, what some of their issues were. And really the main thing that they just talked about is that they view it as a privilege to vote, almost a responsibility in a way. The main reason is not important. It's just important to vote for whoever is voting you. That's a privilege that we have. So we need to get out and
0: vote, everybody, black, white, blue, or green. you need to get out and vote for what is right.
1: Uh, voting is essential. So, therefore, whenever there is a possibility for people to vote, because at one time there was no voting for us, so now it's privilege, and I think we should use it.
0: Specifically, let's talk about some national um, results that took place.
1: Yeah, so in the lead up to the midterms, I mean, if you've been following the news, you've seen all these polls in favor of Republicans, you know, inflation, crime, the border, you know, all these things, you know, and polling were kind of near the top of the list. So many people were expecting a quote-unquote red wave, how Republicans were just going to come in. Because traditionally, midterm elections— are not good for the party in power. Obviously, with the Democrats controlling the presidency, the House, and the Senate, things were expected to be pretty bad for them. On the whole, I don't really think that happened. You definitely saw Republicans make some gains, especially in the House, but at the moment, it's looking like the Senate's going to remain deadlocked, which, um, considering Vice President Harris has the tiebreaker, if things ever go to a 50-50 vote, that could probably be considered a win for Democrats. Um, The fact that they didn't lose probably as many House seats as polling would have suggested beforehand that they would, I think that's another win for them maybe if you could consider it that. But I think you saw a lot of mixed results and you saw a lot of close races, I mean, especially over in Georgia, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: um, Yeah, the U.S. Senate seats in the state of Georgia are actually going to a runoff because they they couldn't call who the winner was. And I, I'm actually from Georgia, so I voted in the state of Georgia. Um, and Brian Kemp did beat Stacey Abrams for the second time um, in the governor race, but they are going to um, run off the, the Senate. And thats that's kind of a big deal. Like Georgia used to not be a swing state. We used to be a heavy red state. Now um, since the 2020 election, we're, we're turning more blue. so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say that's probably the result of, you know, a lot of people moving in, um, economic opportunity around Atlanta, people coming back from the north to kind of return home, so to speak. So that that's definitely been a product of that. But, yeah, with them going to the runoff election, um, I believe it's in January, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. People in Georgia better get ready for a whole lot more political ads. That's all I've got to say. I, it, yeah. It's going to be, <laughs> uh, and again, with the Senate being so closely Contested, you know, with, with both sides trying to, to dig in and get a foothold as the majority party, which side really wants it more. I mean, you can say that about any election, but when control of the Senate and judges is on the line, I mean, that really shows um, which side is more invested in it.
0: Definitely. And a lot, like you said, a lot of the national issues regarding inflation. Um, I, last night when I was watching the news, it said Biden and Trump apparently is two big issues that everyone in the country is debating. Um, I know that the state of the world um, isn't isn't quite back to normal post covid. And I'm a firm believer that every person that got elected yesterday um, is really going to do their best to help this country and 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 help all of these issues that we are all very much so aware of.
1: And I think another issue um, that we haven't really touched on yet, abortion. I think that was one of the main main reasons why you never saw that kind of overwhelming performance by Republicans materialize, is that a lot of people around the country felt that either their lives were directly impacted or someone that they they know and love was going to be impacted by a potential national abortion ban. So I think that definitely also played a role in how bitterly contested a lot of these elections were around the country.
0: I definitely agree. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, Remember, next election day, if you weren't able to vote yesterday, make sure you prepare and get ready to vote for next election. Um, And I look forward to hearing from you about your opinions on these midterm elections. And you can look at our website at theplainsman.com for more updates on the midterm election. And we will see you all next week.